Welcome to Story Route Zero. This is a podcast where friends gather to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the strange worlds of video games. We often don't know where we're going, but that's half the fun. Come on the journey with us. Hit us up on Twitter at StoryRouteZero. You can send us an email at StoryRouteZero at gmail.com. That includes questions, concerns, comments, complaints, pet pics. Send us some recipes. Send us some stories about your day. We're going to listen. Podcast start your engines. We have liftoff. Let's have a journey. They're talking about nuclear war. If they push that button, your ass must go. What you gonna do without your ass? That's Nuclear War by Sun Ra. My name is Matthew Keel, and this is episode 119 of Story Route Zero. And Moose, they came back. Now, Jason and Michaela are back with us. And Jason is about to punish us for what we did. (laughs) If you look, if you can judge by Jason's face, it was still a good time. It was a good time. I, I stopped editing after 45 minutes. So if you did anything in the remaining hour and 15. Uh, <laughs> I have to, we'll have to remember that for next time, Matt. Cool. <laughs> well, no, I stopped because I was like, at like 20 minutes and I'm like, they're not going to talk about Eldering for like an hour, are they? And like, it, it hit 40, it hit 43 minutes. I'm like, and then it was like, oh, let's move on to like the showcase. I'm like, you know what? I I, I watched them. I don't even care. Yeah, you I mean you know what we talked about. We only we just yeah. didn't cover yeah. everything. Yeah, I don't know. We didn't. And Michaela, how are you? I'm good for now. We'll see how <laughs> I'm watched longer I last. <laughs> we believe in you. Uh so we talk about video games. Uh who wants to talk about what they've been playing? Michaela, you're it. Yeah. I can go first because I will be very quick because I have not been playing very much at all lately, including this past week, just because other priorities have had to come first, very busy. And in what little downtime I've had, I haven't had a ton of energy. So I've just been reading or watching TV. Um, I did read a couple books, actually, but um, I played a little more Dragon Quest when I did play stuff. Uh, I went through the very bad thing that I talked about last time we were on the show that I had been putting off the point of the game where it's like FF6, Kefka wins, vibes, um, shit happens. And what's different in Dragon Quest XI-S that was not in the original um, besides the stuff like the pixel 2D version and the extended toggles shit and features like that what they actually did was they added some character arcs for this point in the game where shit goes sideways in a giant shit tornado um and your characters actually get separated 
And what they added were these like mini chapters where you play through what happens with each of those party members during the separation. And that those chapters were not in the original game. So I have been doing some net new stuff. Um, and some of it was like Silvando's arc was longer than I was expecting. And it was very heartwarming and touching and great. Um, that might be my favorite one so far. Although Eric's was good. Jade's good. I love Jade. Um, so, um, yeah. Uh, and the week before, since I wasn't on last week, I did play um, some games with my friend who came up for our reunion. She stayed with me for a bit. And um, I put the controller in her hand and told her to play. Go ahead. Try Ratchet. Because she's she's played like Astrobot and whatnot on other people's PS5s. Um, and I feel like Ratchet and Clank is a good um demo for the console but also a not super heavy gamer friendly game you know like she plays like animal crossing on her switch and stuff like that um but she's not like here you go try returnal you know what i mean um so we had a little bit of fun with that but yeah no mostly just a little bit of dragon quest and hoping to get back to gaming now that things may be stabilizing a little bit hopefully at least by july which is coming up but that's me that's it that's all i did moose what you been up to son um, so i just want to say like this is the first time i've gone back to my google note sheet to actually write out what i've been playing because it's not elden ring and perhaps one other game so <laughs> nice uh i don't even think elden ring's on the list but um, after our... Uh, oh, stop the presses. Hold actually, on. Well, it can be, but I'm going to leave it off. But anyways, um, so after our uh, recording last week, I downloaded a bunch of the demos from like the, you know, the news conferences. Uh, I played Metal Hellsinger. Um, I don't think rhythm games are my thing. So uh, I felt with this game, I was staring at indicators too much instead of actually looking what's going on the screen. Uh, a buddy of mine was saying that, like, he suggests, like, tapping your foot to the music to try and keep up with it or play it louder. Um, I will say I started getting better at the end of the game or at the end of my time with the demo. I played for, like, maybe 20 minutes, and I was like, I'm enjoying this, but it's definitely not a day one purchase. It's something I would pick up steep sale or i would definitely play it if it was like a plus game so but if you like metal music and you like rhythm games like what was it uh bullets per minute i think it was BPM. bpm so if you liked that and played that uh you might like this as well i think it's cool that they have guns and melee mixed in so you can switch back and forth between the weapons that was cool um a little known game came out so I'm, I'm talking about, in the. this is in the order I played them. So a little no game came out uh, Tuesday or Thursday, which was TMNT Shredder's Revenge, which is insanely awesome. The game is a blast. The music is awesome. The It's a, it's a good looking game. It's gorgeous. Like Tribute did a really, really good job with it. They did Mercenary Kings and Flint Hook. And uh, what was the other one? I don't know what you're talking and, about. We had five of us in that session, and all of us were talking about how it was terrible. It was. It was, <laughs> but, oh my god, um, it was Blighttown bad. Yes, <laughs> yeah, like the frame rate was like 
we all got in the rhythm of like knowing when to hit the special at the right time and the pixel like the frame rate just tanked. It was it was because because that frame rate tanked, we got to see very nice still images of how wonderful the art is in that uh-huh. game because it's so good. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Um, a relatively short game, but not for beat-em-ups. Uh, I personally feel the meat of re- the value of the game is going to be in being able to play through the campaigns with uh, multiple characters, because they all have different play styles, different reach, different power, speed, uh, specials, and all that stuff. And so uh, I think it was thoroughly enjoyable. I played through with Michelangelo first, and then beat that because I think me, Jason, me, you, and Jeff played a little bit, and then, mm-hmm. and then the next morning I beat it. I only had a couple levels left, so I beat it with Michelangelo. And then when we played the next night, which was Friday night, um, I played it. Uh, I played as uh, April, which because like eight, I was watching a streamer play as April, and I was like, "Damn, April kicks ass!" I mean, not that she wouldn't, but I was just, you know, I was like, "Let's go." <laughs> well, you played. You played as you played as April when we were playing, and I'm like. Fuck! April has like the coolest moves. Yeah, she's pretty fun. She's pretty funny camera. too. And, a, yeah, and then there's a mic drop. And then a boom. Yeah, back. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty badass. But uh, I highly recommend it if you like beat 'em ups. Check it out. Uh, next was a little game. So I was sitting there, and I'm just just hanging out. You know, sh- you know, fixing up the resume apply for some jobs and, and I look over at uh Discord and I, I see what Jay I see something Jason's playing. So I was like, so I look it up and I'm like, ooh, this looks cool. So I was like, I see you. I was, I was like, are you doing this for are you doing this for review or you just hang out and play? He's like, damn it. He's like, I'm just hanging out and playing it. And so we got to talking about it. But it's called 20 minutes till dawn. It is Fuck you, very, Jason. <laughs> I'll add that to it. Yes, uh, it is very. It is similar to Vampire Survivors in the fact that, like, you have instead, like, Vampire Survivors uh, counts down. Does it count down or up? It counts up. Oh, it counts up. So then, uh, twenty minutes till dawn counts down. But so it so twenty minutes till dawn counts down. And you have to just fight the hordes and you have to uh, kill stuff, grab your orbs, level up, pick your, pick your, you know, power ups as you go and try and survive. And it is a lot of fun. You have different players to unlock, which have different abilities. Like I've mainly been playing as one of the characters named Diamond, who has seven health uh, instead of traditionally like three or four um and some some of them will allow you to like one will allow the main one that you start with allows you to re-roll your uh power ups so in case you don't like what you have you can just be like well let me see what the next thing is and re-roll it um i so like i was saying when i was talking about vampire survivors that it it would be I, i've seen tweets where people like you know it'd be nice like a game where you could actually aim like vampire survivors and you can aim and you can aim in this. So it's technically, it is a twin stick shooter, which is really nice. But then I'm like, I'm really glad both games exist because like vampire survivors is really nice for just moving around the stage and planning your course of action. But then also this is really nice for like 
controlling where your damage is going. So it's nice that they both exist. So um, I have survived till 20 minutes. Uh, took me like three or four runs. Um, I loved the freeze ability. I used the shotgun. Uh, and then I used the, there's a power, there's a power up where like, if you freeze somebody, they lose 15% of their health automatically. So I was just like annihilating things. You get a little dragon, you could have a dragon summon, a, a ghost. There's a shock bug, I think. Yeah, the shock bug's dope. Shock bug's cool. Oh, shock bug's cool. There's, there's daggers. And then what's nice is like, you get an upgrade path. Like it'll show you like what unlocks if you pick like a certain power up. And so, like, the dagger, you could get two daggers, and then there's, like, uh, there's a power-up for all summons to increase their damage, but there's also, like, power-ups specific to each summon. Like, for example, the ghost will only shoot in the direction you're currently aiming. It gets an extra 10-15% damage and then shoots, like, 10-15% faster or something like that. So, um, it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend checking it out. So, um it's a pretty kick-ass game. Next is Lone Rune demo. So <laughs> Jason and I, when we were talking about 20 minutes till dawn, he's like, you should check out Lone Rune. And I like looked it up and I'm like, oh, there's he's like, there's a demo. And I was like, sweet. So downloaded the demo and played that. This game is really cool. I like the art style of it. And um, it is kind of like it's it's like uh 20 minutes till dawn and of uh, uh vampire survivors but it's more le- like the weapon upgrades like hades like you go you go in and you pick like your main weapon at first and then you you'll get power ups for that as you go and then like you pick like an alternate spell or like whatever and you'll get power ups for that as you go and so it's a, it's not as like streamlined as say uh 20 minutes till dawn is because 20 minutes till dawn is when you pick your main weapon that's what you have like you're stuck with the shotgun and then you have to power it up you know however you want to per your uh leveling system but this seems this seems like it's going to be uh pretty darn cool like i had one one was a shock damage so like it'll jump to different enemies and then like as you level it up it'll do more damage as it jumps to more targets I had the one, Jace, I don't know if you played with it, but it's the one that puts, like, the arc of shards over top of you. Mm-hmm. And, like, you just hold the button down, and it just, it just like, spawns all these shards, and then you can release them. I really like that one. I only had it one time, so I haven't gotten it yet again. But um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of cool weapons in that. Uh, I didn't play it too long because I played for it, well... I only played one session. It was like maybe 30, 45 minutes because I was really enjoying it and I didn't want to like ruin the rest of the surprise. So I'm going to wait for the game to come out, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Oh, there's a surprise. Oh. Okay. Continue. Maybe I'll go back to it. I don't well, know. Well, it's all, you can. <laughs> okay. Next Fest it, is done. Oh, is it, oh, that's one of the ones that was done but on the 20s. Just wait. Nice. Um, next game, uh, I'm back in Horizon Forbidden West, ladies and gentlemen. With your guide. So, with, 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 the, with, guide. with the strategy guide that only took longer than development of the game to come out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that came on Wednesday. 
And so I was like reading through it. It's actually, it's a really nice guy. They did a really good job. Did yours come, Michaela? Yeah. Yes, yeah, it, it did. Yeah. Finally, it's, over the weekend. Nice. Yes. Uh, it's very nice. Um, I highly recommend not taking a break while playing this game because it was really weird trying to jump back into it. And I was just like, what are the controls? And I was telling Jeff this morning while we were t- playing over coffee, I was like, I'm like, I've played Elden Ring. I've played Dark Souls. Why do I continue to hit square to dodge when I know circle is dodge? I'm like, square is crouch or it is slide when you're running. I'm like, what are you? I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing in this? But anyway. What are you doing, Moose? Uh, I don't know. I downgraded the baby ass baby mode. So I'm playing on easy because I just don't care. I'm like, I just want to enjoy the game and have fun. And it has been better. And so uh, I'm getting better with the controls. So I'm probably going to uh, bump it up towards the end of the game. I'm, I think I've got to at least be like a third of the way through, a third, if not halfway through. So we'll see. I'd have to ask Jeff to see how far I am. I mean, I can ask y'all, I guess. I, y'all beating it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm working on plus- Oh. Uh, did, you get to the, did you get to the mission where you have to go on three different locations? Me? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you're well, you're more than half. You're getting towards that. Yeah. Once you finish I, those three missions, you're at like the end. That's what I figured. Because like when you look in the, when you look, so I was looking for like, I was stuck in a mission and I was like, I have the guide. So I opened up the book and like went to the main missions. And I'm like, yeah, once you finish coming those- all the way to the back of the main missions. And I'm like, man, I'm not that far from the end of this. Yeah. The, so. once those three, they kind of tie up the story, the loose ends. And then you kind of, yeah, I mean, you still got a decent amount after those surprisingly. Yeah. But the, it, yeah. The story it's linear, itself. It's, it's more linear yeah. once you finish those three. Yeah. The story itself yeah. is what probably doable in 30 to 35 hours yeah. um but a lot of the world building comes from obviously exploring the open world and doing the side quests and whatnot so doable in 30 to 35 hours not sure i'd recommend it i did in 28 shit i it's don't. jason it's jason i know and it's me i probably i don't remember how many hours before i beat the main story but it you know, was I still spent... on the start menu at 28 <laughs> Fuck it. I was still in the photo mode. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is what I don't get about Jason Marshall. This Here's what I don't get. Jason Marshall, despite being someone who can crank out a review, cr- just beat games left and right, he's a walking contradiction. Because if you get him playing a game, he's like, ooh, piece of candy, ooh, piece of candy, ooh, piece of yes. candy. But he still beats it in 28 hours. It don't make no sense. I think he, I think, I think he lies to us. But, you know, no, because oh, Jason, my, I've given my Jason like works in the legal profession. You know, he knows that shit can be looked at, checked up on, facts can That's be true. checked, facts can, fact can be clarified. But you're forgetting. He's not one like you thing. or I after a couple of beers, Moose. You and I will say some shit after a couple of beers. Shh, but, don't tell me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jason is a time wizard. And can control the actual flow of time. So 28 Jason hours 
is like 50 normal people hours. And that's why it seems like he doesn't sleep either. It's because he has control of the universe. BBC, make him the doctor. There we go. Jason for the doctor 2022. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, He just walk around to every person and be like, I don't care. It'd be the most Seinfeldian doctor who ever. I'm done. I'm sorry. I keep You done, Moose? No. Just waiting for him to be done. I'm done. I said I'm done. I think uh, rapid fire on these last three. Uh, I fired up the Midnight Fight Express demo. It's a lot like Hotline Miami. It's got a couple of tweaks to the combat system because Hotline Miami is kind of like you have melee, you can obviously shoot, and, and then you have throwing your weapons. So that's like pretty much it. This has a lot more to it. Like you're you're dodging. You have your counterattacks if you dodge perfectly on time. And so, like, they've mixed in a little bit more to the combat of it. Um, I play, again, that was, like, 20 or 30 minutes of it I played because uh, I was sold enough on the gameplay that I'll probably pick the game up uh, when it comes out or the first sale it hits. Um, I think it's a great addition to the genre, but, you know, that's just me. I also played another game called Angry Foot which was announced at Devolver's conference, I think, Jason. Yeah, because Devolver's publishing it. Um, The game is fun, and it is just kick-ass to see a big giant foot kick down a door and, like, kill people behind it. So uh, it's it's a good time. So, uh, and then uh, I've played, like... If ever a game sounded like it was being published by Devolver. Angry foot. (laughs) Angry foot. I mean, that's true. That's a true statement. Uh... But um, I played two or three levels and like in the second, like the first two levels, you're just your foot kicking down doors and you get like two or three hits to your health. And then like, that's it. There's no health bar, but you know, you can take like two or three hits and you're dead. And then like the third and fourth stage started using pistols, which was pretty interesting because you have your L trigger is your kicking and then your right trigger is your shooting. Um, Jay's and I were talking about it before the show. We both, like the the targeting is a little floaty, but I feel like it might be because the sensitivity is really high. I was like, I bet if we turn like, because I was using a controller, because I'm a console gamer. So, uh, but anyways, I feel like if I turn the sensitivity down on the analog sticks, it might not be as floaty. It might be a little bit more precise. And then the last game I played because we were talking about it in a Castlevania top twenty five list, uh, Infernax. So fired that up on Game Pass. It's got a kick-ass art style, cool soundtrack. I think the combat's going to be fun. Um, it's one of those old-school ones where it's like you die, you go back to where you save. Like there's no like, you know, that's your checkpoint is the last place that you could possibly save. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I have like when you you earn experience from killing stuff, and then you can buy like power-ups like spells or like armor and whatnot with money. So they kind of have like two currencies in the game. And I have up so far upgraded. Like when you go to upgrade with your experience, you have three things. It's your, your damage, your health, and then your mana. And I've leveled all three of those up one level. Um, And then I bought 
about a shield um, spell. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's a little fun. It's fun. It's got like a map, just like a traditional Metroidvania game where you're just walking through and, you know, it shows, it's like, it's got like this, like the, the cell uh, drawing paper tile system. So it's pretty cool. Uh, Looking forward to playing more, but that was it. That's damn. That was a lot. Quite a lot. But. What would you do when you quit crack? I mean, Elderly. <laughs> I mean, that's true. It's a true statement. But, uh, I mean, I, I did play that, but, you know, that was to finish my third playthrough and move it to my external hard drive. Doesn't count. So, what do you mean? <laughs> Still there. I can't, yes, but it takes me at least eight to ten minutes to move it back. So it has to be yeah, like today when I was working, minutes. I had my coffee on my left side instead of my right side. <laughs> Did you almost fall over? I don't know. <laughs> uh, do you want me to go next? Because I, I know go, you and I. No, I'll go because you can piggyback on the. Yeah, you and I played a lot of the same shit yeah. this week. So. so I played and almost, I mean, I guess finished Mario Strikers. I've beaten five of the seven cups in-game. I've maxed out six characters gear. It's fun. It's a fun game. Um, My only complaint is, and Matt, you probably mentioned last week, the Mm -hmm. special move, I'm tired of seeing it. There's a whole animation that you can't skip and like Against a computer, it happens like a lot, and like a couple of a couple of things need to happen there. That the the computer needed to be harder, or you need to be able to skip that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if you were playing online and you nailed one, it's probably like yes, because if you if you hit the goal, it's two points. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, Michaela asked if I body slammed anyone, and I said. No, but I did tackle Toad as Bowser, and I kind of felt bad. Like he went flying. Like, like hey, was... I just need to confirm: Can you, like, is the outside of the field electrified yes. still? Oh yeah, yes. you check. I've checked okay. many a Yoshi into the fucking boards, and, well, it's, and it's awesome. My sister and I grew up playing the original Strikers on our GameCube. It was like one of the games that we played together probably more than any other like i played smash with a lot of my friends more so than my sister also smash is more fun with more than two people um so we played a lot of strikers together as kids and we basically did not play strikers we ignored the ball and just checked each other's teams into that electric fence for the entire fucking match like i know i have memorized i can close my eyes and hear the wails of Princess Peach. Like, it's, like, it is seared on my brain the way that she is seared on that fence. I love that for you. (laughs) Checks out. Yeah. I mean, find your own fucking fun. I mean... (laughs) I started The Ascent. Um, It's definitely... Is that still on Game Pass? Yes. Yeah. I'm I keep forgetting about it. Five. It's a lot of fun. Definitely my uh, my style of game. Um, the T. It's yeah. It's uh, I haven't played enough to, but I'm enjoying what I've 
started. Um, for Steam Next Fest, I did I actually did a preview of Lone Ruin. Um, the interesting thing is this the only thing available during Next Fest was survival mode. The story wasn't. Survival mode was actually created by accident. The developer forgot to put a delay in the amount of enemies and how often they spawn. And the game just kept creating enemies. And you had, that's why, and it's like, no, oh, let's do a mode. Let's see if you could last for 10 minutes. So that's where the whole concept um, started. It is a, I talked to the publisher at Super Rare. It is a rogue in the sense that you die, nothing carries over. The fresh runs every time you'll be doing yeah. it. The only thing is you'll learn like your upgrades, like what to use versus like you kind of use each run as an experiment to kind of figure out what works best. Like there's a, I mentioned in my preview, there's a support spell called the black hole. And if you up that chain lightning, you get them all in there and then just nail them all at once. Um, black hole is a lot of fun. Yeah. Is this, is this lone ruin? Yes. 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 Okay. So you just want to make sure. You had your main spell, which you get a choice of one of three at the beginning. And then each one has like upgrade paths. Like you can upgrade the lightning. You could either, like Moose said, make it jump further, make it hit harder on initial, um, make um, like the cooldown on it shorter. Like you can, and then like, so you can know how to play around. And then you have a dash ability and then like two support abilities. Which come, and then there's always every time you level, there's a, you can heal, you can choose to um, buff you that when you're low on health, you move faster. So it's kind of like that risk reward, like oh, if I can sit around a bit, low health, but I can move lightning fast. Uh, I also tried Angry Foot. Um, this game needs Red Foreman from that '70s show to just do. My foot <laughs> your ass quotes the whole time. Like it is just absurd. Like the first door you come upon, you kick it and kill. Like kicking a door into anyone, instant kill. From what I could tell, I don't know if later they could, but then you can pick up. It's it's almost like super hot without the super hot mechanic, the freeze thing. Like you could pick up a gun. They only have like minimal bullets. Then you throw the gun at someone else and pick up his gun. And then kick them. There's one right in the beginning. You burst through a bathroom, and there's a dude taking a crap. Like, yeah. dude, reading the paper, looks over and starts shooting at you. Awesome. Yeah. And you can, you can shoot him or, or kick him. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit... Um, I also downloaded, like, 25 other demos, like I do every time. And I delete all of them because I don't... I see there are limits to my time travel. I just didn't have enough time for them. Um, Don't buy it. Okay. I beat Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge twice in two sittings. Uh, it is it is definitely a short game. Um, but playing in co-op, like I don't, I haven't played other, so the first night I, I co-op with Moose, Jeff for a little I ended up beating the last two missions because Moose went to bed because, I don't know, it was like 1 a.m. or something. Some nonsense. Um, but that is the only time I've played solo. Like, playing in co-op is the way to go with this. And you could do up to six people online. Um, 
it's just other than the blight town frame rate drop it's so much it's just it's chaos like everyone's just you see bodies foot clan flying everywhere the robot mice they're just sailing through the air it's just it's it's a lot of fun um seven characters to play as different move sets yeah um looking forward to cowabunga collection at the end of the year if it comes out then more turtles is always a good thing played um a lot a lot of 20 minutes till dawn the fuck you yeah what the fuck man jesus christ this game it's a more active vampire survivors um you're not limited to like the spell like so you have to pick a gun every run and a character which obviously vampire survivors you start with character each one starts with a different weapon the um, upgrade paths though are there's more um creativity in your upgrades like vampire survivors has a set like evolution of your weapon like they get faster more frequent blah blah blah, max and this though you can choose what to do like you can make your shotgun like i made one run i made the shotgun a single shot instant reload that shot lightning fire and frost out of it all at once yeah um it's it's so and like moose said that you could see the upgrade paths as you pick different upgrades um and it's just I'm, I beat the game now four four times out of the 16 in total, and it just progressively gets harder. It's so much fun. It is in early access, so I am curious what they plan on adding other than just tweaking. Um, but, I mean, you can pick shotguns, SMGs, crossbows, um, grenade launchers, bat gun, the bat gun. You shoot homing bats. I mean, that's, I mean, bats are frightening alone. The fact that they can be shot and home in on people and explode. I mean, that's, yeah, it's, um, Moose saw me play, so he tried. I told Matt, and then like an hour later, fuck you. Yeah. There's also and there's also a nice long diatribe on Twitter <laughs> about, about this about this particular fuck you Jason because seriously this, this it's like, you know and I don't want to sound like oh it's a better it's a different vampire survivors type yeah There's different yeah. games like I still yeah. I mean I put in fifty plus I can't believe I have sixty five plus hours in two games totaling seven dollars this year. <laughs> Like, it's just, it's insane. Uh, hopefully, I mean, I'd like, I definitely want to see, like, Vampire Survivor's development cycle has been unreal, what's been added since we started in January. Like, it's, it went from, like, 20 achievements to, like, over 100 at this point. I'm yeah. curious what they add in 20 minutes till dawn, because it seems like it's, it's a more complete game at launch of early access than Vampire Survivor's. So I'm mm-hmm. curious to see where this goes now. And it's been like fun to watch um, and get in like at the beginning. 
And last but not least, which Matt's going to talk about more. Yes. I did a weird thing. Um, I picked up Neon White. Um, I, Who are you? I, I what are you doing with Jason? I so, for anybody that's just new to the podcast, anime aesthetic is usually Jason Marshall repellent. Oh, yes. it was his favorite. Wait a minute. Have <laughs> I been lied to? No, that's you, Michaela. You're looking at oh, me when you say that. <laughs> I love oh, that's anime. right. I'm the weeb. And Michaela, and Michaela plays roguelikes all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. You, they give you final Twin snake shooter rogue- roguelikes. That's me, right? That's what we call, that's what we call Michaela around here. Michaela twin stick shooter roguelike big gains crescione around here. So... <laughs> I heard a lot about Neon White. Like, it reviewed well, but, like, the aesthetic kind of turned me off. But then I started looking at, like, what people were praising, and I don't think I realized what the game really was like. It's similar to, like, Ghost Runner. It's like a... It's an action platformer. And, like, it... At first, it was like, oh, it's a card battler. It's not. There's cards you get, but you're limited to two. They don't really, it's not like a whole card system. Like they're just on the level. And the hook is every time you finish a level, it tells you how fast you went. And like, there's four ranks. So of course I'm like, I'm not taking a bronze. Going for Okay, good. I'm so glad we're the same. Wrestle that bronze. I'm like, fuck this. We're going again. Like the first, it was like, oh, I can move to level two. No, I'm getting the max rank on this before I move on. So I didn't um, do that till I realized there's a point where you need to. Yeah, there's so... But what's cool is as you do it, like, when you get gold before you get... What is Ace at the top? Say that again? Was it Ace after gold? Yes. It looks like platinum, but they call it Ace. Yeah. It actually gives you, like, a tip on a shortcut, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, these runs take, like, Anywhere from 15 seconds to 30. Yeah. Like, they're quick. Like, you really, it's like precision. Like, Jeff would hate this game with every fiber of his being platforming. Yeah. Like, it's precision. Like, but it's cool. Like, you'll pick up a assault rifle, which its alternate fire is throwing this grenade that if you are near it, it sends you in the air. So you kind of, like, add to your platforming. Like, jump and then get a boost. Um and then in between, like, every few missions, you get, like, that almost like a visual novel style, like, interaction between the characters. I mean, it's Persona. It's yeah, a persona it's, it's very, time. like, the whole back and forth and, like, inner dialogue, talking to people and, like, the parentheses show up. That, Your favorite you know, part. Yes. <laughs> talking um, to people. I will. I will say this for the for the dialogue sections of it they're short it's not like persona where you'll you'll be sitting there for sometimes a half hour going through dialogue you're talking about persona's pretty brief compared to others compared to what reading war and peace in one sitting brief (laughs) yeah (laughs) No, this game, the 
the gameplay loop is very addicting. And I mean, yeah. so I finished the first, the first mission is like 10, 10 levels. And then you get to like this hub where you can play old levels, move forward. There's like places to visit in heaven. Um, basically having contracts you to wipe out the demons that are in heaven. Or if you wanted to go by, um, just to toot my own horn here, uh, what I posted on Twitter earlier today, uh, God thinks you suck and he needs you to kill demons. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guess what? You died and God thinks you suck. Go kill some crap. Yeah. It's like pretty much every like anime. It's kind of, it's kind of no, like. No, um, usually you're killing God, not the demons. It's kind of oh, like. That's true. Like, <laughs> shit hit the fan. Like, let's hire Snake Plissken to get into the jail because he's expendable and a piece of shit. But he's kind of the best at what he does anyway. So yeah. we'll hire him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Oh um, my God, this fucking is Escape from Hell. Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> Good call, Jason. No, it's. I mean, if you want to piggyback on it, Matt, it's the gameplay loop is really cool. Like everyone should check this out. So I know Moose likes first-person shooters. I know Jason does. Michaela, I'm a little iffy on your stance. I don't think you hate them. I think you'll try them. Did you try Titanfall two? Yeah, I played Titanfall two. Did you like it? Sure. It. I. Meh. Yes. It, it, I. I didn't dislike it, but. I, they just shooters don't get me excited. No, that's that's fine. That's fine. It's, so the it's very one, much the pilot parts of Titanfall. the movement of Titanfall Two. If that were a complete video game unto itself, that's what Neon White is. The card mechanic is basically a cipher for item pickups in in a level. Like it's not really. It's not like you're sitting there slay the spire, like going which do I play when. Um, you have a little bit of a choice as to what to use when, but it's, it, I at this point in my time with it, I found that very negligible. But I'm still relatively early. Um, if you want, I'm like smiling top- because what comes to mind for me as a card based game that isn't like you sit there and decide what to play is Kingdom Hearts: Chain of Memories. So I'm just going to stay over here in my own little corner. I mean, that's cool. Uh, I have no frame of reference there, so. Don't worry only, about it. I've only played one and two. It and came out between one and two on the Game Boy Advance. Yes, and the who cards, did not have a Game Boy Advance at that time? Me. Think, think of the cards here as part of the level. You don't yeah. pick before. You don't know what you're getting. The cards they give you are the tools you need to complete the level. It's not you, the only thing you can have an option over is you can hold up to three. You're, you have a katana, and then you can hold. You can mm-hmm. swap which when you want to use them, like on use. Uh, but yeah. besides that, they're just kind of part of the. Like you're gonna get one card, and you'll know right away. Okay, there's a double jump coming that I need yeah. to do, or like a creative wall climb, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but this game, I think the look and the overall narrative so far have me completely hooked um i was uh discording uh my co-host from trivial merit as well as um 
as well as a frequent guest on free reeling it um grace benfell about this game and it has a lot of paradise killer vibes a lot of i'll say tackling religion vibes um i won't i won't say it's very heavy or or deep into that but then you get the you get the dialogue between a few between the character the main character who is white neon white obviously um and a couple of the female characters in the party and you're kind of like okay this is some of the dialogue goes south a little quickly for me but the overall narrative when you get presented with the presiders of punishment and uh, the idea of God asking demons to kill or God asking sinners to kill demons. I think that's a fascinating idea. And uh, this is probably some of the best movement in a game that I've can think of since Titanfall 2. Like, I don't think it's as good as Titanfall 2, but it's right there. Uh, I, I will say the jump is very satisfying. Nice. Did you want me to keep going, Jason, or did you have more? No, I'm, I'm done. Okay, so I'm also on... Uh, I'm also on the 20 minutes till dawn bus and this game is cool. I think like Jason and Moose have said, I think the difference between vampire survivors and 20 minutes till dawn is vampire survivors at a point can become like one of those TikTok videos where you watch things get crushed in a crusher where there's something satisfying about that. I can't really articulate what it is for me, but I like watching things get, get crushed for some reason. And when you have, you know, hundreds of enemies coming at you in vampire survivors and all your powers just kind of go through them like a hot knife through butter. It's very, there's something very, in an opportunity, Sarah, those those pigs will go through bone like bone. Yeah, no, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. Um, but seeing that happen, it does release a specific amount of both dopamine and serotonin for me. Whereas 20 minutes till dawn, there's more of a binding of Isaac happening. Uh, it's, it's not, I wouldn't necessarily call it so much a roguelike because it is just an open area like vampire survivors, but the idea of synergies is very present in 20 minutes till dawn. And, uh, the character that I've chosen to roll with, her name is Spark. She's wonderful. Uh, and, and she basically becomes a master of the elements every time I get about midway through a run. I have not lasted the full 20 minutes. I did get real close earlier today. I've lasted 17. Um, it's my one real active game. Huh? It's more active. Like Vampire Slayers gets to the point where you can put go AFK. 
Yeah, like you just have to you just have to make sure you're moving if you need to. Whereas this, you kind of have to be fired. You, you have, have to, to be... shoot, like Moose Brooks said. You have to shoot. You have to aim. Like yeah. you can get to the point. I had a run earlier where if I stood still, I had a thirty-three percent chance to not consume ammo. But then I had like other synergies where basically every shot I did. I never ran out of ammo. Like you, the ammo ticker actually started almost trying to pass the total. Like oh, 100%. Percent. I, ha- I had that. I'm like, oh, that's how good this power up is. Yeah. So you can get to that point, but to get to that point, oh, I totally forgot. I told Moose, I had one of those moments uh, 15 hours in. I realized you can get further upgrades in the game. And I, I, I hadn't done it, and I kept thinking, what do I do? Are you talking runes? about using the runes? Yeah. Like, at the title screen? Yeah. Yeah, I, I figured that out on my last run. I was 15 hours in the game. I had 200,000 runes. I unlocked all the characters already. I'm like, why do I... Yeah, what? characters, guns. You're sitting there like, I hope they give me more things to do when early access continues, it. and then you realize, oh, wait a minute, there's an, there's this entire page you forgot and about. It was like, there was a whole, like, upgrade system, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, I was able to, I, I, I have, I think, three levels on both trees unlocked where I can start purchasing things, I but feel- I have not as Unlocked dumb as I felt, I kind of felt like accomplished because I did beat Darkness Zero One and Two before I figured this out. I'm like, son of a bitch, that would have been so much easier had I upgrade. It was basically like an SL One version. Yeah. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Jason just SL Oneing things all of a sudden. Um, like the whole the shield. You can start a game with the holy shield. I'm like, yeah, I saw I'm that. Like, I'm like, am I be, have I been doing this wrong the entire time? Like, I don't know. Um, but I think I said this to Jason on Discord that this game and Vampire Survivors uh, will likely be in my top ten already. Um, I think if if the amount of games I actually experienced this year and hopefully finish uh, calls for it, they may share a spot because I think they do the same thing differently enough where uh, I couldn't reconcile mentioning one without the other. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, or well, another thing that I played was uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. And so I do want to share a little bit of a story about this because the night we all played where it was all, there was going to be a sixth. Um, Rebo was going to mm-hmm. play with us. But we we got in, we loaded up, we got a party going. Reba was in the party. She was talking on mic. It was going to be awesome until we realized that you need PlayStation Plus to play multiplayer. And Reba did not want to make that investment. Not really going to falter for that. I would have done it just immediately. But she's like, no, we don't have to do that. And I'm like, okay, so I'll let them go and you and I can play. Because she she by the time we had gotten home, she's like, 
I want to play. And she was so wonderful. She's like, that's really sweet, <laughs> but have your time with your friends. You, you haven't had a lot of it. You haven't had a lot of game time this week. Have your time with your friends. We'll play again. And then all five of us, it was uh, Jason, Moose, Razzie, Jeff, and I, we beat it in one sitting and, mm-hmm. and I'll tell and now that game is what, 20 bucks, 25, 25, it's 24.99. It's on sale, 10% off. So how long, if, if I got $20 worth of quarters in the nineties, I could get through the the turtles beat him up in the arcade. I think this game's better than that. Not because I'm not pumping twenty dollars worth of quarters, of course, but I, I think this game is doing it's doing beat em ups and co op and over the top action with regards to the Turtles franchise better than any beat-em-up has done in the past. Granted, it's been a long time since I've played Turtles of Time. It's been a long time since I've played any of those NES ones. It's been a long time since... I've, in fact, most of the non-NES, non-Genesis, handheld console ones, I've not played. Um, but doing that with all of us that Friday night... I think it was the thing I needed to kick Elden Ring because I did sit down to try and wander around the lands between the day after. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I uninstalled it for my PC. Now I'm going to keep it on the PlayStation because DLC is coming. Yeah. That's the other thing. <laughs> and I, I do like me some trophies. And maybe I'll get it back on PC when that happens. Who the fuck knows? But um she get it back the, on PC when it's like stabilized. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the the PC playthrough has not been going great. Um, but I will say the last thing I am going to talk about is the very wonderful Mistover. Um, Michaela Ma- smiling for those. Michaela, Michaela doing her <laughs> little dance silently. You know, let's let's, let's, let's shout outs to Michaela because while she is our resident weeb, and I say that with the utmost respect, I feel like I am weeb adjacent or weeb curious at the very least. And uh, and, and Spy X family is great, by the way. Just want to say that. <laughs> um, Michaela raised both both of those arms. Uh, Mistover is a very nice chibi style darkest dungeon. Gripes I have with that comparison is there's no external mechanic forcing you into tension which is something that darkest dungeon did in a way that many would call masochistic or sadistic like the only thing that you really have to worry about is keeping your party fed you get five items of food anytime before you start a mission it's fine like they they ain't gonna starve um 
and the missions themselves seem to provide a lot of torchlight for you. So you don't get into a situation where in Darkest Dungeon, your entire party would get stressed the fuck out. Um, and that's before enemies come after you and finding ways to inflict stress on your party. I miss that, but at the same time, I love the fact that this game is rather chill about it. I think the strategy elements, and I'm still, I think I've done four missions total. I have a, 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 I have a full party. I have a full crew of 10, so I can deploy half of them to a mission and then let half of them rest. Um, this game is, is really good. It's, it, I just think the strategy of it could be better, but I'm still, I'm still early. Do I need another stressful darkest dungeon? Probably not with darkest dungeon two looming, you know, in our that early access is there though. What I want to say about mist over is <clears throat> It wears its darkest dungeon influences on its sleeve, but mm-hmm. mostly on its face. Like if oh, it yeah. didn't have the woodcut art style to it, like you call it, like it's very much like it looks like a more anime darkest dungeon. We might not even necessarily be making the darkest dungeon comparison to begin with. It the gameplay is different. Like you said, it's not as stressful. Um I just I'm glad it's not a complete clone because of the visual influence. Agreed. Well, I think the, the woodcut the woodcut thing isn't where it ends. Yeah. Um. So there's a couple of there's a couple of wonderful things I want to talk about real quick, uh, and you're gonna have to bear with me because I have to find it. Um. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm going to put this in our Discord chat because. I think, if anything, Michaela needs to see this. Uh, I want you to. I want you to meet Stefan from Mistover. I don't know if you've met Stefan, but this is Stefan. I don't remember Stefan. So look at look at Stefan. He's in our Discord right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stefan is an adorable fucking cat that does all of the hamming that anybody with a sense of inner celeb- inner celebrity could do. Stefan fucking rules. And I just want to grab him by his big ass ears and hug him. Um I do like when you re- recruit new characters regardless they all have their own like idle animation so you can see them you can read about them but while you're doing that they just stand there kind of breathing almost like a tribute character or uh, a metal slug character where in those 16-bit platformers they stand and they breathe there's i just saw the rogue pull out a teddy bear with a bow tie and squeeze it with all of its might and i was like I love this game. Um, that is a nanosecond of an interaction compared to what else is there. But uh, this game's really, this game's got personality. And I think I would like to say Jason and Moose play it, but I don't think either, I don't think it's either of your, 
vibes personally i know i know moose likes darkest dungeon um i know jason absolutely detests an an anime uh aesthetic but i know that most people who don't care for the anime aesthetic tend to run away screaming from chibi anime jason is playing neon fucking white okay you can say that it's very very different I wouldn't call this the most anime of anime aesthetics, though, because of the woodcutness to it. Very true. But the fact that there are no English, there's no English dub, it's that's Jason's out. Yeah, I'm I just forgot about that. That I'm not. I'm not trying me. to be disrespectful, Jason. I just I feel like I know your taste to a point. Um, but I really like Mist Over. I'm going to continue plugging away, and the early impression I've had has kind of made me want to pick it up on PlayStation. So maybe I could get a get some trophies in it because I, I do like it that much. Are you on PC or Switch? I'm playing on Steam. So okay. PC. Okay. Uh, but that's... So Neon White, Mist Over, 20 Minutes to Dawn, Briefly, Elden Ring. Oh, um, I did play more Super Mario Strikers. I still have not gotten as far as Jason has. Uh, he has beaten more cups than I have, but I love that game, and I will check every Yoshi into the board that I can. Uh, it's, it's you have to. Yeah, I and I agree. The the hyper strikes they wear off. They wear their they wear off their welcome so quickly. I just I wish I wish the AI was tougher. And um playing online, uh I see those hyper strikes a lot because they happen to me a lot. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh but yeah. That's that's all that's I think that's that's it for games. Are games done? Yeah. What news has happened? Oh, Michaela's Michaela's Mr. Burnsing over here. I'm turning it over to Mr. Burns over there. (laughs) Excellent. This is my fucking week. Um, Although I guess Final Fantasy, didn't you? Yeah. Before we get into that, there's two things that Jason told me is the news, and they're both fine. But actually, really quick, I want to throw a third thing in there that is not JRPG centric because there was an update from Bethesda that I don't think was announced before you guys recorded last Monday, which is just like, I think Todd Howard did an interview and confirmed that Fallout 5 is the next project after uh, Elder Scrolls 6. Moose, you're muted. (laughs) (laughs) Hiccups, sorry. I just didn't unmute myself. Yeah, no, that was uh, announced uh, later in the week last week, so yeah, we missed that. Yeah, because well, so I watched it an extended you, show on if Tuesday. You, and if you look at like their release cycle, like yeah, you know, get an Elder Scrolls, then get a Fallout, then get something else, and just re- rinse and repeat. So we're assuming that the next release order is going to be Elder Scrolls Six, Fallout Five, then Starfield. If they stick to what was stated in the interview, but I okay. feel like Elder Scrolls Six is still a good ways off, right? I think it's only in pre-production. It's that. I don't think it's. I don't. No, Starfield's next. Well, Starfield is next, but we're talking. That was like, his joke. His joke was they were going to take forever on Starfield. Oh, that's right, what right, I felt. Right, right? But, Matt. Yeah. So no, I was actually asking. I, yeah, I, Starfield I, is next. 
He said, okay. yeah, he said oh. after Elder Scrolls 6, then it'll be Fallout 5. I thought that was a joke. <laughs> no, I was I was not I was not joking. I was I was but you were like, man, they got they took all that feedback from people shitting on him and say it was a less uh, a worse running uh, no man's sky. Or like go back to square wood, but well, <laughs> look, you, you know, and I'll, I'll 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 say this: I remember being there day one and loving No Man's Sky and having a bunch of people either on when I was a guest on a podcast or hosting on a podcast going, "What about all the lies?" And I'm like, you know what? Maybe just play the game before you judge. Yeah, and I, think- I, and I think that I think that I think that Bethesda is doing their thing on top of what no man's sky did i'm not i don't think it's a ripoff i really don't uh i just know that we get excited for bethesda titles and they show up in whatever state they're in we all have our experiences with them and some people speak louder about their experiences than others and those louder experiences tend to be canon, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. I, on a side note, I'm rarely ever excited for a Bethesda game anymore. On a side side note, the faces I was just making is because I was honestly running through a list of titles in my head. I think I can honestly say I have never played a Bethesda game. Any of them. That's fine. Ever. Jason's face. <laughs> On a side, side, side note. I don't think we can come at Michaela on this because I've talked about how many no, no, Final no. Fantasy. I was, I <laughs> and I think a lot of people have, I've seen a lot of people with this concern. Bethesda might be a bit too ambitious. Like, maybe you should have left out the planet numbers and the, like, a thousand planets. It's like, yeah, it's slowly wrong. Like, um, but the vibe, since me and Michaela weren't here, the vibe I get from the game, it's like Outer Worlds meets No Man's Sky. Like, it's No Man's Sky vastness, but the whole combat holds all that from Outer Worlds. But we'll see. Um, I'm excited for Fallout 5, um, as I am a bigger Fallout fan than I am Elder Scrolls. so it's good to hear that it's eventually, and because I'm, I'm excited, Fallout 76 is going, the expansion takes you to Pittsburgh, which is the site of Fallout 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. I, I would, I, and I, I just said, I will play Fallout 5 just because Fallout has been a series that has made me happy as a gamer. Oh, don't don't get me wrong. I I will play Starfield. I'll play Old Scrolls Six and Fallout Five on Game Pass. So, <laughs> like, like, like my whole thing is like, I I mean, I see their games and I'm like, yeah, these seem cool. This seems awesome. But like Starfield, I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll try it on Game Pass. That's probably why I'm not like Game Pass. Probably just kills my excitement for it because I'm just like, well, I'll play it there. Probably mm-hmm. an hour or two, and then just be like, either A, keep going, or B, just be like, I don't want to play this anymore, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I do know the 88-year-old 
grandmother who plays Skyrim streams it uh, has asked Bethesda to complete Elder Scrolls 6 before she dies, which I'm hoping they do. I hope she gets to play it. Uh, That's know, a heck of I a mean, story. <laughs> yeah, complete, complete it for her. If right. nobody else. People, people shit on Bethesda every chance, but their games sell really well all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's, but I mean, I don't think Starfield's necessarily for me. I, I mean, the only thing yeah. up there with the um, anime aesthetic is I hear base building, and I'm like, no, <laughs> like that's that base building's like character creation for me. Like, no, 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 no. You give you spent all these man hours. On developing a game, just give me a character. I will play as who you want me to play. I don't want. I don't care what I look like. Just do it for me. But yeah, um, so. the Jason Marshall space base is just two pieces of wood creating a roof. My base in Fallout seventy six was two walls and a bed, so I can rest <laughs> with the workbenches surrounding it and turrets in front of that, just to prevent. <laughs> yeah, prevent no, no. looters <laughs> um yeah no but um yeah there's a looters uh, shooter uh, there's super exciting news Ba-doom-tish. for all but most of all Michaela hear ye hear ye this is for the weebs um so apparently today this morning Nintendo announced that uh, on June 22nd, so two days from the day of recording, so around when this episode will go live, there will be a dedicated Nintendo Direct for Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which is coming out at the end of July, so just over a month from now. Um, So that's neat. (laughs) I I really want to know what goes on in these board meetings or whoever's in charge. It's just like, Hey, we're doing a direct. Should we announce it? No, no, no. Put the post out at like 5 a.m. No, we'll let it catch its own fire. Don't make any issue of it. Just just throw it out there. See who pays attention. I'm thinking that, like, uh, Jason, you and I have both made this theory before. I think Sony's going to do something similar with God of War in the not-too-distant future. Um but yes, yeah, so Xenoblade Chronicles 3, it is a sequel that looks like it takes all of the updates that ga- the the gameplay updates that went into two and somehow adds more. So I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is in I think my top 10 favorite games of all time. And if you need to understand the mindfuck that this franchise has pulled on me, whoever is listening, just scroll back a few episodes, it's still there. It's still happening in my mind. It is ongoing and ever present and lives uh, rent free right here between the eyes uh i'm gonna a do a one-on-one with michaela and i'm just gonna say like so tell me about xenoblade and just let you go see how far see how however long that lasts it, it i'm like a wind-up toy as long as you let me go i will keep going so yeah. um that's that and then there was this other small thing just a small thing yeah, the, nobody's ever heard of this one. No, this one's coming out of left field. This is for the deep cut weaves. Um, <laughs> Title of the episode. <laughs> for the deep cut weaves. <laughs> Done. 
<laughs> died in the wool weaves. All right. So the 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII, uh, you know, that, that little small JRPG that came out back in 1997 when I was but three, um, uh, was celebrated by Square Enix in style. And that you can't always expect these things. Because... <laughs> Matt, well, hold on. Matt, when you do that audio cut, can you do but when I was three? <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Okay. Um, and Square is notorious for not always celebrating. Like, Nintendo does this too. They did, they, like, they kind of did some dirty, you know, anniversary shit with um, Zelda. They didn't really do everything that people were helping. So, I always approach these big anniversary streams. The year whatever. of Luigi. Yes. Uh, I always approach these things with, I expect nothing. Maybe they'll announce like new merch because they love to be like, here is this $600 three foot statue of Cloud's hair. I don't know. They like to do weird shit like that. No, that is not what they did this time. They said, hey, gamers, we love you. Now scream. So they announced a bunch of shit. We'll start with the least exciting shit. Is they gave us updates um, on what, like season three of the Battle Royale mobile game, FF7. Um, if that's your thing, good for you. Don't give a shit. Um, they gave us an update on Ever Crisis, which is the mobile slash maybe Switch too. I don't remember, but um, it, it is the like more true remake of just like an updated chibi 2.5d uh revision of the the actual like ff7 original game not the remake which deviates in terms of the plot and the gameplay mechanics it's, it's more of a like a remaster not like ff15 pocket edition because that was some ugly ass chibi bullshit whatever it's like the fuck mobile that was. etrian odyssey yeah um so we got an update on that new trailer great all right now the fun stuff so first coming this winter this winter which is not that far away finally after years and years of begging and hoping and pleading they are remastering they're calling it a remaster. They are remastering, but it's kind of almost like borderline remaking. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. They're calling it Crisis Core FF7 Reunion because, you know, Square is very concise when they title games. Um, what is Crisis Core? I actually don't know. So Crisis Core is a... <laughs> what? Wait. What? No. Crisis Core is... Jason a- just regretting us not being a video podcast anymore. <laughs> no, that's the audio you use. What is Crisis Core? <laughs> so Crisis Core is a prequel game for Final Fantasy VII. So Final Fantasy VII is one of the few Final Fantasies that had other games and media in its pantheon. So there's Final Fantasy VII... There's the Advent Children movie, which is a canon sequel. There's Dirge of Cerberus, which was like a third-person shooter game with Vincent as the main character. Um, Strange. PS2 game, I think. But the Mm -hmm. big one, besides Advent Children, is Crisis Core. And um, and there's more to 
the FS7 Pantheon, there's an audio novel. You guys don't really care. But right. uh, 2007, yes, 2007 PSP game uh, that takes place prior to the events of FF7, although these events are kind of covered within the, the game. For those of you who don't know who Zach Fair is, I don't know how to explain this to you quickly, but Zach Fair had the Buster Sword before Cloud did. He was also, he was a member of Soldier, because spoilers, Cloud never actually was technically a, a member of Soldier. Like, he didn't, like, make the cut. This, um, is the, this is the character you're referencing when you say they zapped you, right? I've never heard they zapped you before. You said this in an episode of this podcast. Oh, well, I don't, I don't know. I think, what it takes. I, think, I, I think it was regarding the DLC that came out with Seven Remake. Yeah, so Zach, the, yeah, they do, they're doing some stuff with Zach in the remake that I don't understand and I don't totally. So Zach dies, and that's how Cloud gets the Buster Sword, and that happens before the, the main story kickoff. <laughs> Crisis Core is 15 years old. Crisis Core well, no. is 15 years old. Final Fantasy 7 is 25. It's not. I, I, I think. He's, he's I'm asking dead. because yeah. there have been plenty of times where I've said I don't know what that is about something Final Fantasy related, and I've gotten nothing but looks from the three of you. Yeah. So, yeah. like when I said I don't know what an Omni Slash is, and everyone's like, "What?" I'm like, "I've never yeah. played Final Fantasy 7. I don't know what any of this shit is." Yeah, Final Fantasy 7 is kind of one of the better ones 10 is still my favorite but seven is right up there but okay so seven uh, zach had the sword i was waiting for it i played six and stopped what does that tell you a lot of things no okay okay (laughs) let's not go there Uh, so crisis core covers the events of like you know zach's life including meeting cloud um up until he dies in cloud's arms and then passes the buster sword on to him um, Zach was uh, Aerith's love interest at one point. Um, he he falls in love with the flower girl from the slums and um, never makes it home to her because he dies on the way home. And then Cloud goes in his place uh, with a bunch of fucked up memories, not realizing who he is and kind of subsuming Zach's identity into his own. But it's OK. Um, and uh, yeah, so Zach totally dies at the end of Crisis Core, but maybe not because the remake be doing weird shit. Um, mm-hmm. so we don't really know what's going on there, but they're remaking Crisis Core, which has been trapped on the PSP for the past 15 fucking years, and it's going to be 3D, they're redoing the UI and the systems, and it's pretty, It's it looks like they're not fucking with the story, maybe? It looks like a direct, they're calling it a remaster, so it looks like they're just leaving Crisis Core intact and bringing it to modern platforms with modern visuals and modern mechanics and all the lovely shit. I cannot fucking wait. If you've ever seen any FF meme, any FF7 meme, if you've ever seen the words Gone Gaga, me, Gone Gaga, that is Zach. That's all you need to know. Um, never seen any of those memes, so. Oh, okay. The Gone Gaga meme is a staple. Just look it up. Nah. Um, me, Gone Gaga. That is Zach. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fucking meme. I promise. You. I I'm, regret, I'm not arguing with you. I believe you. I believe you. I, I mean, regret, also, I regret letting you do the news. You also have Too to late. remember, Michaela, you were talking to someone who on a recent episode of a podcast they do, they had to ask what a Chad is. So, <laughs> so wow. Because I only know it as the hanging Chads from the 2000 election. That's because I'm old. 
Okay. Yeah. No, you need to get up on the memes and the kids and the stuff, whatever the fuck they're doing. I'll continue reading Berserk. I'm good. Yes. Um, And then, okay. So obviously (laughs) the last big thing. So after blowing our minds about what's coming this winter with the Crisis Core remake, uh, they announced that they are targeting next winter for part two of the Final Fantasy VII remake trilogy. They have basically confirmed that it's looking like a trilogy and that they have started work on the third game already, whatever the fuck that's going to be, and they're calling it Rebirth. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth targeting a release of next winter. We got a brief teaser trailer. I have not gone full tinfoil hat of like trying to figure out what it means just because I that's how busy I've been lately, but I there, there's stuff and things and Aerith and Ishii and what the fuck are they? I don't know. Will they? And everybody's they? zacking me. Everybody be zacked. Everybody is dead, but not dead. Are they really dead? Who died? Who's a ghost? Who's fake? Who's from a different universe? Who's Gongaga? Me? Gongaga. <laughs> so, yes. Next part of the Final Fantasy VII remake titled Rebirth is supposedly targeting next winter. So, Final Fantasy fans be eaten good because look they want to all right this winter crisis core next summer ff16 next winter final fantasy 7 rebirth excuse me when am i supposed to i don't know have a life go to work be a person do there's no time for that do now you're the see you're the best at predicting this Michaela, so I'm asking this question earnestly and seriously. Do we think these games are going to make these dates? Crisis Core, I'm assuming it will. I feel uh, that one could. I feel like the one I'm actually most confident in is FF16. That okay. one, oh, yeah. they have spoken about the development process. They are like, the game is made and they're still giving themselves a year to do like QA and post-production and all the buttoning up shit um that one i would be shocked if that one does not hit at all next summer do you Um, think they're using this year to make dlc for it as well i don't know see this is unprecedented for me in that the main movers and shakers are the ff14 people and they're like their main project has been an ongoing mmo game so i don't know how they approach the idea of dlc they could very well be planning stages of ff16 but we all know that didn't go so great with ff15 but ff15 was very much a slapdash afterthought to get the story back in the game after they made it so um that's a big old probably for me but i think that one is most likely to hit its date um Crisis Core, I mean, if they're saying this winter, then it they must have been working on this for a while. Um, it's going to take a lot of work to... I think they essentially are going to have to build this up from the ground up since it was a PSP game and they're not just like lifting their visuals. They're making a 3D full-on modern game. Um, but I'm hopeful that it'll hit this winter. I don't know about Rebirth hitting next winter. Although next winter could be any time up to March 2024, technically. So... That's true. 
Okay. They could put it till they could release it on March fucking twentieth, twenty twenty four, and still make it. So who knows? Crisis Core looked like it was being made in the Final Fantasy VII remake engine. Yes, they've got the so, engine, and th- since all m- well, not all of the characters, a lot of the characters would have already been built, like Sephiroth, uh, Zach. They would have to make Cloud younger. They're going to have to change Aerith's like outfit but like she her main character model is built um mm-hmm. so um but there are unique characters in crisis core that haven't been in seven so there is still a lot of assets that they have to build um they they can probably reuse uh so a lot of crisis core not all of it but a good amount of crisis core does take place in midgar because that's where Aerith lives and where zach meets her and they fall in love, so it takes place in the slums where she's from. So parts of that's kind of like, if not built, then like they have assets from like other environments where Aerith has been and is, is associated with in the first part of the remake that they could use. So sounds like a Midgar side story. Not all of it takes place in Midgar. A lot of it is about soldier. Like Sephiroth is technically not your enemy in Crisis Core. He's he's in the same army as Zack and Cloud. Mm. It's before he goes full Bro. megalomaniac. Like I'm gonna become the god of this world and also destroy it. It's before he like shows his true colors. Okay. Final Fantasy is weird. Last but not least, Dragon's Dogma is getting a sequel. Yeah, I'm. Ha- I was happy to be wrong about this. No release date, no window. They they're just working on it, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping. It would have been nice for like an update of Dark Arisen, but you know I don't want to ask too much of that team because they do not seem to get a lot of work on Dragon's Dogma. So hopefully Dragon's Dogma 2 is good and I still need to play Dragon's Dogma 1. So there's that. How long since Dragon's Dogma? 10 years. Yeah, they got it. Yeah, it was like Capcom's response to Dark Souls in a lot of ways. It got, and it had that um, extra multiplayer experience where you can create clones or whatever. Yeah, of your friends, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I played it when it came when they re-released it, so I think my opinion of it is. I didn't really enjoy it because it it was it's like playing an older game that you loved except I never played it so I'm playing it for the first time and it's like yeah Yeah. so hopefully I I mean I like the overall the gameplay because the game I mean it's itself is similar to tons of games I've played so hopefully with this when the new one comes out um I'll probably, I would try it day one. Okay. But uh, we'll have to see. Yeah. I mean, Capcom, they, they kind of, they got their shit together. I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of hitting out of the ballpark. 
Yeah. It's a lot of games. Yeah, Sunbreak's about to come out. I'm about to be playing my Switch again. Street Fighter 6 next year. This this Resident Evil shit that yeah, I've heard that, of. I heard about that little... That, that <laughs> took off. There's a fighting game collection about to be released. Capcom's, Capcom's doing it. Something about hunting monsters. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. They make some weird shit, man. Yeah. I'm excited for Sunbreak. So... But yeah, um, I'll be I'll be there day one. That's uh, that's about everything. And you know what? If you uh, didn't uh, really care for anything we talked about, you're a fucking monster. Bye. <laughs> wow. Story Route Zero. We have some cool friends who do some cool things, and I'd like to tell you about that. Phoenix Overdrive uses the power of games and gamers to help heal sick kids through the charity Extra Life. Phoenix Overdrive fundraises for Children's Miracle Network hospitals all year, every year, and the fun culminates in a 24-hour gaming marathon. Find out more about their events and projects online via Facebook at facebook.com slash phoenixoverdrive or on Twitter and Instagram at phx underscore overdrive. You can also join the Facebook group of Pawn Stars at facebook.com slash groups slash PO Nation in order to share and discuss all the latest in nerd culture. They've also got a podcast, Nerd Overdrive, which you can see weekly at youtube.com slash Phoenix Overdrive. You can also catch it on Facebook Live or twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive. That podcast is also published on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. You want merch? They got merch. Merch can be ordered from tinyurl.com slash phxodmerch, a portion of which goes to their fundraising efforts. Join the nation and be a hero to sick kids, as El Capitan Rey Osorio, Lee the Maestro, and Becky, the lovely queen of the guild, always say, hashtag rise above. Thank you for listening to Story Route Zero. We hope you have enjoyed your time here as much as we've enjoyed having you. Once again, questions, concerns, complaints, pictures of pets, or favorite recipes can be sent to storyroutezero at gmail.com. You can yell at us on Twitter at storyroutezero. Rate us and review us on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you may have found us as it helps with discoverability. If you'd like to hit us up individually, you can find Moose Cool at Sven, that's S-V-H-E-N-N on Twitter, PSN, Instagram, and of course, Twitch, streaming games. You can find Jason Marshall writing at obelisk.co. You can also find him on Twitter, at GimpyJ, with two Y's at the end, as well as PSN, Instagram, and Twitch. He also has his own website, whereisthepausebutton.com. You can find Michaela Crescione doing all sorts of writing at obelisk.co, as well as on Twitter, at redxmod. My name is Matthew Keel. You can find me everywhere I'd like to be, at infinite underscore rewind. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Twitch. That's PSN. And I also have my own website, infiniterewind.com. Be sure to check us out at all the places... You are always welcome, and you will always have a seat waiting for you on this ride. Thank you for listening, but for now, it's back to the real world for us. 
So we will see you on the next one.